0: Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. I'm making this video on Friday. It's going to be released on Sunday, July 1st. And That's a significant day because uh, if you're watching the news on Sunday, you'll notice that a lot of attention is being spent on the election in Mexico. This may be a very significant event for us in the United States and perhaps for people around the world. It's not getting a lot of coverage yet, but it looks like the uh, new government in Mexico is very likely going to lean far to the left uh, to be a hardline socialist government, at least at this moment in time, it appears that a, what is being described as a hardline socialist candidate is leaving. And we may, for all I know, find a situation in our neighboring country of Mexico, not so different from Castro's Cuba, only Mexico is a much larger country than Cuba ever was, and (laughs) we share a very long border with Mexico. So, how this is going to affect the immigration situation and American uh, foreign policy, uh, (laughs) it's hard to say. right? Now, but it could be a sign of trouble ahead. Uh, If uh, our neighboring country uh, elects an anti-American president, it could happen. Uh, Right now, it appears as if it's a very likely possibility. So, uh, it seems as if international tensions may be ratcheting up. Now, I mention this because there are some videos that are in the New Thinking Allowed catalog. And uh, if you look in the upper right hand of your screen right now. I'm going to link to the first of those videos. They haven't been watched very often. They're amongst the least popular of the videos, thus far released on the New Thinking Aloud series. But I regard them highly. They're videos with the author C.M. Mayo. That's her pen name, actually. But in in any case, she had I've done three interviews with her about francisco madero who was the first post-revolutionary president of mexico he was the yeah, one they often refer to him as the leader of the 1910 revolution he was elected president of mexico in 1911 as i recall and the interesting thing about madero is that he was a spiritualist very, very clearly. In fact, C.M. Mayo's research suggests he was more than just a spiritualist. He was a spiritualist medium. In addition, he was the son of a wealthy landowner and actually published a book, his own book, on spiritualism, published under a pseudonym, because he knew that entering into politics as he was in a nominally Catholic country uh, could be problematic for a spiritualist. Indeed, it was problematic because he was overthrown and assassinated. His term of office lasted, I don't know, about a year. But, he is regarded today as the father of the Mexican Revolution, a very important historical figure, a person who did a great deal to usher in uh, more democracy in Mexico. Now, he felt that his spiritualist beliefs had a, an important role to play in his politics, even though he tried to keep it hidden. It was something of an open secret in Mexico City that he was a spiritualist. And Some people, such as the uh, General Victoriano Huerta, who deposed and assassinated him, were horrified by the idea of a spiritualist president that was completely inconsistent with uh, conventional Catholic theology. and They regarded it as something of, I suppose, the best word is an abomination. But as I think about it, it seems to me you'll find many other examples of where uh, esoteric thinkers, whether they're spiritualists or Sufis or Kabbalists or yogis, get involved in politics. There are a a variety of examples. Sri Aurobindo in India would be another case in point, not to mention Mahatma Gandhi. A person of deep spiritual values who try to apply those values in a political context. And I think Francisco Madero was one such person. And that's why I think it's valuable for those of you who have an interest in what's going on in Mexico today to take a look at those particular interviews. Let me say another thing about Madero. It appears from the uh, manuscript of his that C.M. Mayo actually translated into English and writes about in her book, that he believed himself to be in contact with the spirit of a former president of Mexico, deceased in Madero's day, Benito Juarez, who was uh, regarded as another democratic reformer, uh, who was president of Mexico for many years. And, It's as if Madero felt that the spirit of Benito Juarez was guiding him to lead a new revolution because, well, as I understand it, uh, Juarez was the president and a democratic president under the auspices of what was then known as the liberal party in Mexico. But eventually Porfiro Diaz became president, also president under the Liberal Party, but he ruled for many, many years as a dictator. So, there's a fine line between being a dictator and being an elected president. Uh, and there are many examples, including Mussolini and Hitler, of people who were elected to office and then used that election as an opportunity to grab the reins of power and rule like a dictator, so democracies can be readily subverted and uh, Of course, it raises a number of questions to think about, which is was there a uh, An esoteric, a spiritual component to, uh, history? Has that, has that happened? Are, are the Illuminati or the hidden masters operating behind the scenes to, uh, influence politics? Or are there other influences? I don't know. I'm sure many people think there are satanic influences. Other people think that it's, uh, you know, all sorts of conspiracies and cabals. But what about genuine, I'm looking, searching for a word, higher consciousness, entities of a higher Consciousness attempting to influence history. I mean, that is in effect the story of the Bible, where God, God influences history. And uh, one wonders, is it uh, for the better or not? God who freed the Jews from slavery in Egypt and established uh, under his auspices the kingdom of, the ancient kingdom of Israel and has influenced history in many other ways. So, we have this thread in our culture, whether it is Jehovah or Yahweh, the, the deity of the Hebrew Bible, or whether it is uh, esoteric sources of a spiritualist nature, or whether it is great yogis and illuminated beings, uh, Buddhas. You know, there's a long history of spiritual leaders, (laughs) whether they're incarnate or disincarnate, playing a role in politics. And then we can ask, well, what's the outcome of that? Is it good? Did Francisco Madero's intervention in Mexico really lead to progress? Or is progress so slow and incremental that it's hardly noticeable? Or is it a question of taking two steps forward and three steps back? How do we judge human progress? And If there is a spiritual hierarchy that has an interest in human affairs but doesn't want to uh, violate the, <laughs> the, the, the great commandment of Star Trek not to intervene <laughs> in other planets' activities, uh, how, how does that work? How does that operate? I'm inclined to think it doesn't always work out for the best. I'm not sure. Certainly, it didn't for Francisco Madero, who was assassinated. And then people may say, yes, but so he was assassinated. He's still regarded as the father of the Mexican Revolution. But then what became of the Mexican Revolution? (gasps) What does all of this mean to us today? How can we be as vigilant as possible regarding the shifting sands of politics. Because obviously things change dramatically. Where one stands today may not be where one wishes to stand tomorrow. And what is the role of spirituality? In politics? What is the role of higher consciousness in politics? Is there a legitimate role, or should they be separate? Does nothing positive come from mixing politics and consciousness? These are all food for thought, and I'll leave you with those unanswered questions. Thank you for being with me.